0: Do you ever, like, that's really hard to believe. I don't know if I can believe that now or yet. It raises a question of doubt, right? Do I have to just all of a sudden believe everything, the entire content of the catechism, you know, to be a good Catholic? What if there's one or two of them that I'm struggling with? Does that mean I'm not Catholic? Or does that mean I'm some other kind of half and half? What do we do with that? Some people, when they're going up to receive communion, they'll have have a, a question in their heart a doubt is this really you jesus i'm not sure if this is you jesus should i receive the eucharist if i'm not totally sure so how to navigate this this question of, of belief and doubt you could look at the uh, the classic character of, of uh, the apostle thomas sometimes called Doubting Thomas, because when Jesus rose from the dead, Thomas wasn't there. I'm not sure what Thomas was doing. He was off chatting with the lads, he was down the town, he was doing something and he wasn't with the rest of them and he missed the most important thing. Can you imagine missing an appearance of the risen Jesus? So he wasn't there, he didn't see it. And when the rest of the apostles told him that Jesus had appeared to them, he refused to believe. He didn't say he had, oh, that's really difficult to believe, he said, unless I can put my finger in the hand, his hand and my, my hand in his side, I refuse to believe. That's probably a step too far. Now, I can't judge his heart, but in terms of what he said, it's a step too far. That's when he made a decision. I, I refuse to believe this unless I can do this. You want to avoid that. You want to avoid entering into the sin of doubt. It's where you make an, a decision of your will. I refuse to believe this because it's too difficult. Prior to that, you say, oh, I... I haven't made any decision of the will. It's my intellect. I'm, I'm like struggling to understand this. And like, It doesn't make sense to me. And it's really hard for the will to say, yes, just, just go for this until the intellect really understands. Right. And that's the way we function until we understand the things of life. Uh, the, the questions say that are raised in, in your studies or whatever. It doesn't make sense to say yes to them. Just have an ambulance go by. God bless them. St. John Henry Newman, the great English saint, had this great line, which might be helpful. He said, 10,000 difficulties don't make a single doubt. What does that mean? That means you can have as many questions and, oh, not sure, and, oh, so long as you don't say, therefore, I choose not to believe this. So if you choose not to believe it, that's an an act of the will. It's like the opposite. It's the antithesis of an act of faith where you say, I do believe in, in these truths of the faith. I do believe in you, Jesus. We say we don't believe. That's an act of doubt. So you can have as many questions and problems as you like, as many difficulties. That doesn't mean that's sinful, but you do want to be moving them in the right direction. So if you just stay there and don't do anything about it and kind of stay half committed to your faith because you've got these questions, then that can grow into full on doubt and full on doubt, the sin of doubt, can grow into the, the, the sin of spiritual blindness. And then eventually you'll just end up saying, I don't believe in you, Jesus, at all. So it's really important, these little questions. Jesus has great answers to all of your great questions, but you have to ask them and you have to go in search of the answer. Don't just be sitting there say, you're struggling. What do I do then if I have a struggle, if I have a difficulty of the faith, and uh, how do I move forward even before I have the answer? So let's say you're going up to communion and you're really struggling to believe, is this really Jesus that I'm receiving in the Eucharist? Firstly, that's okay. Lots of people have had that difficulty, but do you trust Jesus? So you, you, you believe he's real, you believe in the church and, and different things, but you're just struggling with this one issue. Is it reasonable for you to trust Jesus because he revealed all of this stuff? He revealed about the Eucharist, he revealed about the church and the items, the aspects of our faith. Is it reasonable for you to say to Jesus, well, Jesus, you've been faithful in everything else. You haven't, you know, deceived me in any other area. So, yeah, I believe you in this, even though I don't understand it yet. Like, yeah, that's totally reasonable. That's called friendship. All friendship is based on it. In fact, all culture and science is based on this basic movement of faith. I have no idea of all of the technology involved in, for example, the camera that's recording this or an airplane, but I still can use them. I trust. I trust you, Nokia. I trust you, British Airways, and I can use them. So I actually make an act of faith in them, interestingly enough. And so too, with Jesus, it's very reasonable for you to do that. St. Thomas, he could have made an act of faith simply based on the reasonableness of trusting his friends. They weren't in the habit of lying. They weren't in the habit of making up crazy stories. And just, I know, he just lost his best friend, what, four or three days ago. Let's make up a story and pretend Jesus rose from the dead. Great idea. This is going to be hilarious. Oh my gosh, so funny. No, they would not have dreamed of doing that. So it wouldn't have been reasonable for him. It was reasonable for him to believe them, but he didn't. So in your question, for example, as we said about the Eucharist, it's reasonable for you to say, I trust you, Jesus. I trust the church. The church has been holding this, this belief for thousands of years. And, you know, am I suddenly going to be the one to realize it's all not true? Like, that's probably not likely. The church is made up of some serious intellects down the years, and they have found this to be reasonable and true. So it's reasonable for me to just trust them until I get a fuller understanding myself. So based on all these reasons, I go. do you know what? I don't understand this yet, but I I believe it's true because I trust you, Jesus, not because I understand the details of of the particular aspect of faith. I hope that makes sense to you. So whatever your difficulty is, that's okay. And lots of them will come up. Moral teachings, doctrinal teachings, disciplines that you have to try and grab a hold of in your faith. It's okay to have difficulties with them. But ask him, please, Jesus, help me understand this. Give me revelation. Give me insight so I can really understand this from the inside. And then when you do get understanding, then make an act of faith. Say, oh, wow. Thank you, Jesus. I made an act of faith when I didn't fully understand. And now I make an act of faith when I do fully understand. And keep making it. Faith is like a muscle. You have to use it or you will lose it. It won't just disappear. It will gradually decline because of lack of use. So... The way to counteract that is every day, throughout the day, make acts of faith, it's like saying the creed or just saying, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in whatever it is he says in the, in the, the scriptures to us or whatever it is you're reading. Have an attitude of, of presuming that Jesus knows what he's talking about. Presuming the church knows what it's talking about is not trying to deceive us. It's not the apostles trying to pull a fast one on St. Thomas. No one's trying to pull a fast one on you. Just that you could know the Lord more deeply and believe in him. I hope this is helpful. God bless you.